Mary Lindo. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast today. And my prayer is that you will be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Sit back now with a cup of tea or your favorite coffee and listen to what the Lord has to say to us today. saints of God, this podcast may be a little close to home for some of you, but as always, I want to speak what is truth and speak it in a way that will help our hearts to grow closer to what the Lord would have us to be like in Him. You know, I've been thinking a lot this week about arrogance and those finger-pointing individuals who enjoy belittling others and simply love to be plain old snarky. That's a good word to describe how some things feel. There's just a bite to it. It's snarky. Just look at the headlines of newspapers, internet news, and gossip columns. With the stroke of a key or two, words written imply things that can break hearts, ruin trust, hope, and national security and relationships. There is such a harsh sting to the heart when the cruel words of someone else intentionally does a verbal slap down or shames you and usually it occurs when they believe that they are absolutely right or have superior knowledge and that others are the lesser and are the wrong big dummies. This mean and sour arrogance which uses power to belittle or harm others is something that crushes and it cripples hearts and dreams. It's a secret and deep, seething storm inside of the soul of those who feel they have rights and superior thinking that justifies weaponizing words. Yes, weaponizing. You know, words can deliver pinpoint missiles of pain, threats, ridicule, humiliation, subtle undertones of condescension, but can also deliver payloads of healing, warmth, gratitude, encouragement, and above all, hope. You know, as a believer, our faith should not be arrogant, nor should a person of faith belittle others. We should never use our faith or intelligence to pretend that we are superior or more informed than others. No, never. Belittling is a form of bullying. It's when someone makes you feel as though you are little, minuscule, not good enough. Proverbs 11.17 says, Your own soul is nourished when you are kind, but you destroy yourself when you are cruel. Mm. Arrogance is the opposite of humility, and humility is supposed to be a Christian virtue. Jesus Christ, who in coming into the world and living and dying alongside of us, lived out what humility is. You will never reach the place of honor or full use by the Heavenly Father and can actually be disqualified from many opportunities until your insecurities and need to needle, to belittle, to compete with, or shame others is addressed, repented of, and buried. And when mentioning 
reaching a place of honor. I'm referring to this as honor before the face and rule of God. If your goals in life are to have men honor you first, well, you will be one who certainly tramples others with your words. Those who have the sickness of pride in their hearts speak of others' weaknesses and sins with contempt, irritation, frustration, or judgment. Pride is crouching inside of your meanness and belittling of the struggles of others. It's cowering in your jokes about the craziness of your spouse, the mocking of that too sensitive friend. It may even be lurking in the prayers we throw up for our friends that are subtly or not often tinted with the color of exasperated irritation. Listen to Proverbs 15.4 from the Message Translation. Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. Mm. Sometimes we use sarcasm to voice harsh or cutting words we otherwise would not say, often intentionally hurting others. Once the pain is inflicted, however, oh, we retreat saying, oh, I was just kidding. But the sting of those words hurts so much that those we have injured withdraw. Our words don't feel like jokes at all. Jesus' words should be a warning to those of us who are tempted to use sarcasm as a weapon. Matthew 12, 36 says, But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. Hmm. Sarcastic remarks usually seem like no big deal to the person who makes them. But to the recipient, those words, they make lasting impressions that scar to the very core of the heart. Many times, sarcasm shames a person, causing them to feel belittled and unworthy. And when shame takes root in the heart, it can cause disastrous behavior because the person now feels worthless and seeks desperately to find anything that will make them feel otherwise. Shaming others is a serious offense with serious consequences. Jesus said, your very words will be used as evidence against you, and your words will declare you either innocent or guilty. That's Matthew 12:37. So, are your words kind and constructive? Do they desire to seek peace and unity? Or are they driven by your fleshy desire to sting, to aggravate, retaliate, or tease, to belittle, to control or alienate, to shame and manipulate through sarcasm? Yes, all of those hurt people. The enemy is camping out at the gate of your every relationship. Children, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, parents, co-laborers, and more. He is lurking around every corner, seeking to find that one open crevice where he can enter. If he has been entering in and camping out in your home or relationships through the use of sarcasm, it's time to boot this verbal enemy out and lock the gate behind him. 
die to your need to be snarky and always the one with the chirpy, sarcastic comeback. Allow Christ to show you His ways that love, peace, and compassion can be the source of every word that proceeds from your mouth. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourself then. Bow low under God's mighty hand that He may use you to the fullest at the proper time. That's 1 Peter 5.56. I would like you to pray with me and I'd like you to pray it with me. Say it out loud. You know, it's amazing how quickly we can speak things out of our mouth out loud. But we have the hardest time repeating prayer out loud because then we have to hear and confess before God and we are raw and open to truth. I'm going to encourage you to stand with me right now in this moment in agreement for your life, for your mouth, for your tongue to be transformed and to be convicted by the things that you say. The scripture talks about, oh, if we could only tame our tongue, it's like trying to tame the rudder of a ship. And I think that the tongue drives the course of our life. So I would ask you to repeat this prayer with me. Um, you know, if you're riding on the subway or you're on an airplane, it doesn't matter. Nobody else is going to hear it. In fact, if they do hear you talking, maybe they need to hear the prayer. Most likely, you're probably sitting somewhere listening to this that's a little private. So I encourage you to use your voice and not just think it. Let's just bow before the Lord. This is a prayer of brokenness and confession. Holy and all-seeing Father God, I confess now to you that I do not always love my neighbor. I confess that I have despised others, even to the point of hatred. I confess that I have been hurt by others. I confess that forgiveness and reconciliation at times are just impossible for us. I realize that I have spoken words that have broken people or humiliated them. And although asking for forgiveness, they have distanced themselves from me, and rightfully so, because they don't want to take any more of my unkind words. Father, I ask you to heal them from the things that may have been said or I have said that caused broken and crushed spirits. Restore them. Bring them friends who will treat them kindly. I know that nothing is impossible in you. So I come to you seeking healing and wholeness for myself. Heal whatever is inside of me that needs to speak poorly of others or to speak down to others. Show me the parts of me that are insecure or needy. Help me, whenever possible, to live in peace with others, to seek reconciliation and healing and forgiveness. For your Son, Jesus, came and lived among us and was betrayed and denied, abused and put to death. Yet he rose again and came with the message of peace to those who had denied him and abandoned him. 
O Father, may I walk in His ways and model His kindness in my speech and actions. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. Amen. I would encourage you to reread or re-listen. And if there were parts that were poking at you a little bit, um, stirring up, scratching on the inside of you that made you realize I have really said some things I should not say, I would encourage you to be an adult, to be godly, and to be humble, and apologize to people that you have spoken poorly to. And if you've said something poorly about them to someone else in order to bolster your own confidence or your ego, or to fit in, maybe to hide something, those words are going to be held as evidence. And I encourage you to go clean that evidence up with truth, because when we use truth and humility combined, God can do anything. I thank you for listening today. Bless you in the name that is higher than any other name on this planet or any universe, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. I encourage you, if you would like to have a more opportunity to listen to podcasts, return to my website at www.marylindo.com, and there's several um, opportunities for you to find different ways to listen to them on iTunes, on Podbean, and then also on my blog site. I'm preparing um, video teachings right now, and they're going to be more on the encouraging, challenging, lighthearted, but with a message behind them uh, style. And uh, those will be coming up the end of February 2019. So I would love to have you join me. I want to thank you for listening again today. And I encourage you, watch what you say. Your words are going to be held in account. Have a good day now, and I'll see you soon.